You're listening to the Holistic Spaces podcast with Angie Cho, episode 23, Katie Hess of Lotus Way Talks Flowers. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So today I'm really excited to present Katie Hess. Katie is a flower alchemist and she's the founder of Lotus Way, which is one of my favorite companies. They create flower elixirs. And so Katie has done 15 years of independent research on flower and plant-based healing. And she has this wonderful website that you should definitely check out. It's lotusway.com and it's spelled L-O-T-U-S-W-E-I.com. Again, that's L-O-T-U-S-W-E-I.com. And there'll be more information and links on the website. But she's been featured in Oh, the Oprah Magazine, the New York Times, LA Times, Sunset and Organic Spa Magazine. And she's also... um, interested and studies meditation from Tibetan Buddhist masters like myself. And I'm really excited to have her. So I'm going to present the interview that we did a few days ago, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Katie. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hi, it's a pleasure. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast and talk to us about flowers. I thought it would be really great to start with talking about why you love flowers so much. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't love flowers, right? There's so many reasons. I mean, there's like, you know, their incredible beauty and diversity and the way they make you feel and the fact that they're so pure. You know, I think about a flower and... I think about, you know, how it grows and it knows the precise timing. And when it reaches its full bloom, it's not ashamed or bashful or shy, right? It's just like, you know, petals to the sky and totally uninhibited and confident. And it is like 500% what it is, you know? And there, there are so many different flowers and there isn't like an ugly flower. There are so many unique flowers and they just are embody like the full essence of what they are. And so even though some flowers might make you feel joyful and some make make you feel relaxed and some might give you energy and some might um, create different sorts of states of mind, they each just like fully embody who they are. And I think that as human beings, we can learn a lot from that, about that sort of just fearless um, acceptance and expression of, of who we are and uh, that's really inspiring to me. And then, of course, because of what I do, the fact that something so quiet and so seemingly, you know, simple and motionless, and it actually isn't motionless, but, but according to our eyes, it's, you know, quiet and motionless and 
but the fact that it's so incredibly powerful that it, you know, we see them in our lives in different transition points like weddings or births or when someone's ill or when someone dies. And so we, we kind of have this like intuitive feeling that there is something really special about flowers because they really sneak their way back into our lives during those specific times, right? But being able to use remedies or elixirs from flowers like what we do at Lotus Way is incredibly inspiring because you can actually capture the specific quality of each flower and be able to catalyze um, specific like shifts and transformations in people, which then go out to have a big ripple effect. Um, so mm. I know that's a lot. That's a, a big answer to your simple question. Um, but those would be the main reasons why I'm just totally over the moon about flowers. Yeah, well, I mean, I know whenever you have flowers with you, like, for instance, I came home with some flowers the other day, and this, this guy in our neighborhood that loves talking, he's always like, so what's the occasion? You know, he's like, oh, that's so, you know, every time people see flowers, you automatically associate it with, like, a celebration or something, like, an important part of your life. Like, you talked about, like, weddings and and celebrations or funerals, so they they're really used to mark those big things. And I also wanted to share one thing, like my flowers teacher, because I do um, Asian flower arranging, she mm. she would say that, like, even, like, so you was talking about all this magic about flowers and how much beauty they have, but they don't care if you look at them or not. <laughs> they just They just are. So it's, like, very right. much, there's, like, so much you can learn from a flower. Like, they're beautiful, they're there. They connect with nature, and but they don't care if someone looks at them. They don't care if you think they're pretty or not. <laughs> they just they are, just like you know we are too. Exactly, exactly. It's been incredibly. I mean, just looking at a flower is so inspiring. And you see it, so it's like I imagine it like a little human being with the arms up, arms up and out, and just like fully in their essence. Oh, that's a great visualization. You know, actually, I heard you were, when you were talking in one of the Flower Evolution um, talks, you were saying, you were talking about how you kind of capture the essence of flowers and and also, like, how you intuit the um, meanings or, or the effects of each flower. Like, so can you talk a little bit about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've been working with flower elixirs for the last little over 15 years. I was trained by an expert uh, practitioner from Spain who had been doing it for many, many years. And I started out doing consultations with people. I did that for 10 years. And so it was really, you know, it, it's really based on a lot of time and empirical research and working with individuals one-on-one after about I'd say about seven years of working with my teacher's flower essences, I started to go out into the wild and into special gardens and collect my own flower essences. And that process, it was in alignment with another big change in my life where I started doing a daily meditation practice. And those two things kind of grew up side by side in my life with the flower essences and the meditation. And meditation is what really helped me you could say develop more trust in my intuition and deepen in a sort of opening into the language of the plant. 
And, you know, it's, it sounds, to, to some people, it sounds like a crazy process. But if you study herbalism, you know, any of the great herbalists, plant medicine, wisdom keeper folks um, on the planet, they would all tell you the same thing, that the plant world is totally up for sharing its information. You know, and you think about, well, how did the indigenous peoples know what herb and plant was for what, right? And how did they know that these things were poisonous or this was good for that or this was good for that? Really complex, sophisticated forms of medicinal herbal system, right? Like how would they know that it was for this particular type of digestive issue but not the other type? And and oftentimes what herbalists will say is that the plant tells them. Hmm. So mm-hmm. we, we've, we've seen this for thousands of years. And so this is just sort of another spin-off of you know, the sort of speaking directly the language of the plant to ascertain what is it that the flower does, what is its specific quality, what's the effect it will have on people. And and then in my case, it is, uh, you know, what we, we do is we give the flower essences to a group of people who don't know what it's for. Um, so, for example, if I go out and collect a flower, I'll give the essence to everybody on my team and not tell them what it's for. So that I can match up and corroborate that the information I have on what the flower is for matches up with the experience that people are having. Hmm. That's great. Um, so I, so amazing. And also in feng shui, too, um, my teachers also teach that the more you meditate, the more that you develop that muscle, you actually can develop your intuition much more and, and strengthen your chi and your energy. And that actually helps you to be a better consultant or be, be, do whatever you do better. But like for feng shui, it really helps you to tap into what someone needs on an energetic level. If you really develop yourself with your uh, personal meditation practice, it, it's, it's really so important. A hundred percent agree. I would say there, besides the flower, there is nothing besides meditation that has more deeply transformed my life personally and professionally as meditation. It is it is an incredible practice, and I think many people overlook it because it is so simple, but the results are tremendous. And like you were talking about, you know, the more you meditate, the better consultant you are in terms of feng shui. It's the same with when I was seeing clients individually. The more I did my own personal practice, the more I was able to offer to my clients. And I actually would see literally, you may see this in your practice as well, waves of different people needing specific remedies or having specific, um, you could call them, we all have them, like glitches. Mm-hmm. And, and in a sense, I feel like uh, as good as, like, how should I say this? Like, I can only offer to people um, something of where I'm at. So like, for example, if I learned a specific lesson or I went through something in my life and came out on the other side of it and got some insights about it, then I would see this wave of clients come in who had the same type of issue. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You get the, um, well, my teachers would say like, first of all, you get the clients that you need, that you have something to learn (laughs) from. And and also um, there's patterns. Yeah, like I get like for a while I had a wave of clients that really needed helpful people and have support in their life. And and I was also going through the same lesson. And so 
um, we all attract each other. And then, and then I think the healing is amazing when, when it's happening on many different levels. Yeah, everybody sort of springboards off of each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I kind of wanted to wrap up the podcast with um, a question. I guess it's twofold. Um, how have you created your own holistic spaces in your life, and and how have you used and how can someone use flowers to create a holistic space in their life? Yeah, I think that's a really great question. I have several answers for you, and I think it depends on how you define space. Um, I mean, obviously, putting fresh flowers in your space is an incredible practice. Very simple, and you'll notice that when you do that, the first place your eye goes is the flowers because it's mm. literally like you, you've brought something alive and full of life and vibrant and energy. And also, like I was saying, each flower has a specific quality that it emits. So whether you bring in fresh flowers or you have big images of flowers or nature on your walls, that brings in a specific quality depending on what the flower evokes inside you. And even like studies like at the University of Rochester have shown that just even by looking at visual images of flowers and nature, it already makes us feel better. It already slows our heart rate. It makes us feel more generous, more interconnected, um, more community-oriented. And then the, the last way I would answer that question is, you know, depending on how you define space, I would almost, you know, there's the space around you, but I, I tend to think a lot about the, the space inside of me. The, the emotional, mental, spiritual space that I'm creating inside of myself and in the energetic space around me. And so if you were to ask me personally, how do you create your own holistic space, the most profound way I could answer that would be to, again, come back to the meditation practice and the use of flower mixers to create as harmonious and resonant and positive space uh, in and around myself so that I can be at my best and be able to be of service and inspire others around me. Oh, that's so beautiful. I, uh, Yeah, I love it. You know, actually, um, in feng shui, there's a cure that's called the fragrant flower um, method, and it's, it's exactly what you said. It's like by bringing in fresh flowers, you can bring in... Um, vibrant life energy and it's a way we say like it's a way to unstick things that are stuck and um, mm-hmm. I think that's it's it is really wonderful to bring the flowers into your space and um, and also one more thing to wrap up do you want to talk a little bit about your flower evolution program yeah sure we the whole the whole reason behind it is because for so long I was doing one on one consultations and really diving deep with individuals and having you know high touch relationships, and then when the be- the business began to grow so quickly, I could no longer do consultations. So even though I loved making beautiful products and getting emails from people I didn't know around the world about how it had impacted them, I felt this still like yearning to really connect with people, and so almost two years ago we started six-month transformation programs, which we're calling the Flower Revolution. And it's kind of like, it's like a revolution inside of you that then ripples out around you. And what that is, is we um, collect specific flower essences and ship them, you know, a particular flower and to your doorstep each month. 
to create a certain kind of effect. And they're sequenced and timed in a particular way that you can peel off and unravel um, collective or cultural habits or patterns that might be holding us back. So what, what we're seeing is that when people are really consistent with their practice and doing it all together in a particular way, people are seeing really incredible results. Of, you know, just feeling better and feeling more fulfilled and happy. Everything from like those kind of like light everyday how I feel benefits to some pretty radical changes in relationships, careers, um, you know, habitual patterns, what in, what's going on inside them, and just in general how they feel in their everyday lives. Yeah, and I I really love it. So I've been I joined the last program, and I'm I already joined the next one. So um, I really recommend. <laughs> so I recommend it to everyone. And also, you should you guys should definitely check out Katie's website lotusway.com because they're like you know how she was talking about like the flat like seeing even the pictures of the flowers and also tapping into intuition. You can go and kind of see um, images of flowers and kind of click on them, and then. And see and follow your intuition on what attracts you, and then it'll come up with like some suggestions for flower essences. And I, I really love all the products you have. So, thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast and talking to us about flowers and and creating a holistic space with flowers. Thank you so much. It's an honor. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.